0: Hey, podcast listeners welcome back to the mind right money right podcast where we learn all about your money and controlling your financial future in today's episode we're gonna be talking about rental properties and home purchases this is a topic that I've been getting a lot of questions on and because of your guys's demand to want to learn more about this topic I think it's super important that I cover it so in today's episode you're gonna learn seven simple steps For you to purchase your first rental property or home, whichever you prefer. So the big question is, what is better, buying a home or buying a rental property? And a lot of people, they see homes as an investment, but I think it's a confusion that society has really raised us to believe. In reality, homes are big liabilities that just decreases your cash flow and it really hinders you from really being able to invest in your financial future. A lot of people see homes as in, as investments, but in reality, it's not an investment. So homes are great if you wanna raise your family, so I do understand. However, I am not a believer in purchasing homes. So me, myself, I still rent my apartment because I would rather use that money and invest in investments and business. So when you purchase a home, you're essentially borrowing money from the bank. And when you borrow that money from the bank, they're going to charge you something called interest expense. Now, when you pay interest expense, that's based off of the total value of the mortgage on your home. So every single month, you're going to be paying a lot of interest on this home. Now, the other side to buying a home is people say, oh, but my property is going to appreciate in value. And that's great, but it's not a guaranteed. You see, when you purchase a property, the market could go up, the market could, could go down. You you never know when that next crash is going to be. So you really don't want to depend on purchasing a home just for appreciation, and especially if you don't plan on moving out anytime soon. You're not going to be able to realize that gain. Rental properties, on the other hand, are the best way that millionaires are made. Why are millionaires made this way? Why is it the most common way? Because people use the bank's money in order to generate more cash flow. So you see, when you get a rental property, you're borrowing money from the bank in order so you could increase your income by renting out that property to other people. But one thing you gotta make sure to actually get cash flow from the property is make sure that you're charging more for rent than than what you're borrowing from the bank, including interest. So once you do that, now you could actually start building your wealth in that way. And then the second thing about rental properties, you could actually plan your own appreciation of the property for when you're exit, when you're about to exit the property or when you're gonna sell the property. You get to plan, oh, I want to repair this, I want to add this to it, and then you get to plan when you want to sell, and so you could actually realize the gain sometime in the future. So There's two different mindsets when it comes to home versus rental. One is personal, one is for business. And to grow your wealth, you have to think in terms of business. But as I said before, I'm not saying not to buy a home, that's just my personal opinion. Me personally, I would prefer rental properties. And to help you understand why I love rental properties so much, you really gotta think of the time value of money. So if you buy a home that you have to put $20,000 down today, Now, that $20,000, you no longer could use that to invest or to build your business. Now, if I asked you if you want $20,000 today or $20,000 in a year from now, what would you say? you most likely would say that you want $20,000 now because you could use that money to invest and grow it and let it multiply. Whereas a year from now, that $20,000 is not gonna be as useful to you. And that's the how you gotta think when it comes to you buying versus renting your home. So now that we got that covered, let's get into the actual seven steps that you need to do in order to get your first home or rental property. Even though I'm not gonna encourage you guys to buy your home, I still want you guys to be financially prepared if you end up wanting to buy your home. So when you go to the bank, they're gonna look at a variety of things in order to give you a loan. And one of the biggest factors is what is your credit score? And there's a lot of factors that plays into what your credit score is, but before you get approved, you wanna make sure that you have a good credit score so you can get the best loan as possible. So one of the biggest things about credit that most people don't know and understand is the concept of credit utilization. This is how much credit you're actually utilizing based off of that max amount of credit that you have. So let's say that you have a $10,000 credit card. If you're using all $10,000 on your credit, that's gonna be bad for your credit, it's gonna decrease it. But now, let's say you're only using about $3,000 of the 10,000, you're only using 30% of your credit, and the banks will see that as you being more responsible with your money. So some tips to make sure that you're keeping your credit utilization very low is set up auto payment on your credit card. Set it up to pay, automatically pay your credit card bills every single month. And then the next tip I have to increase your credit score is make sure that you pay off all your debt. If you have a lot of debt that you need to pay off, make sure that you pay it off and make sure you have a plan on how you're gonna pay it off, because it's it's just not gonna pay itself off. And then a lot of people don't really know that it's actually bad for you to close your account. So after you pay it off, make sure that you keep it open. Just let it sit there but whatever you do don't close it because that will actually decrease your credit score so the next thing that you could do to make sure that you get approved for whatever loan that you want for your home or rental property is increasing your income and making sure that you have a steady income stream because if you don't have a steady income stream or you don't you have very little income, Banks will lower your loan or to not even give you the loan because they won't see you as a valuable a valuable risk on their investment because the banks are gonna see you as an investment. If they see you as high risk, they're gonna charge you more interest and they're probably gonna charge you less. Mo- they're probably gonna loan you less money because you're higher risk. But the less risk they see in you, the higher loan they're gonna give you and the lower interest they're gonna give you. The third step that you gotta do before you get your home or rental property is get pre-approved. A lot of people don't know this, but you could actually get pre-approved before you even find your property. So then you know what the banks are willing to let you borrow. Then you could actually go and look for a property within that range that the bank says that you were pre-approved for. So to get pre-approved, all you have to do is go to any bank, a local bank or credit union, and go and ask one of the people working there, can I get pre-approved? And you also could also try to get pre-approved online. There's a variety of ways. All you have to do is go on Google and type um, ways to get pre-approved or banks that will let me get pre-approved in your local area. But one thing when you do try to get pre-approved, make sure that you're shopping for different lenders. Don't just go to one lender and they charge you high interest and very low uh, loan amount. Make sure that you're going to different lenders and seeing, what, which banks, which credit unions are gonna give you the best deal and whatever one gives you the best deal, that's the one you wanna go with. So once again, what's a good deal? A good deal is a bank that will give you very low interest and a higher loan amount. It allows you to purchase a higher value property and gives you more to work with. Number six is get connected with a local real estate professional. Local real estate professionals are licensed to help you. and. I used to think that real estate agents cost money, but in reality, it's the seller that pays the real estate agent. As a buyer, as a purchaser, you're not going to be the one paying the real estate agent. So don't worry or don't feel bad for getting help for from the real estate agent for free because those real estate agents make a commission on the sales. Their job is to help you and they actually love doing their job. So, and the reason I want you to reach out to real estate agent because they're experts in your local area. They'll know the different type of conventional loans in your area, FHA loan limits in your area. There's so much about loans and real estates that are different depending on your local market and your real estate professionals will know exactly all that, so go to a real estate agent and they'll answer all your questions that you have and help you along the way. Step number seven, make sure that you inspect the property. To inspect the property, what you need to do is, one, make sure that you inspect it yourself, walk it through, see how you like it, if it's something that you see yourself investing your money in. Two, make sure that you bring a professional real estate contractor with you along the way so they could see the property, see what's going on with the property, see and estimate what kind of repairs are gonna be needed, how, how much risk is involved with the actual property, and really allows you to make a confident decision on is this property worth investing in? Because you don't want to invest in something that you know little to nothing about, so that's why you always have to hire a contractor to help you make those informed decisions. Step number eight, make sure that you understand the market and make sure that you're paying the right price for whatever it is that you're paying for. Specifically in today's market, the real estate prices are extremely high, and that's because it's all based off of supply and demand. So what is causing an increase in demand in the market today? Well, there's a variety of factors. One, millennials are getting older, they're looking for homes to raise their families in, which is also increasing the demand for homes. And secondly, interest rates are decreasing. As interest rates decrease, it causes demand to also increase because people want to take advantage of lower interest rates. Thirdly, because of COVID, less people are moving out their homes because usually every year people you have a certain amount of people that are willing to move out their homes. But because of COVID, Less people are willing to get out their house, especially in markets where there's snowbirds that usually move down south to get into warmer weather, those people aren't actually moving down south anymore because of COVID. They're being more strategic about making those types of moves. The other big factor that's playing on supply in the market today is forbearance of on loans. Basically, because of COVID, many people that would default on their loans are now have they now have more protection and are, and are able to stay in their homes longer and not and aren't required to um, and aren't being kicked out of their homes because there's more protection that the government has put into play to protect people that can't make their loans, which is causing more people to stay in their homes as well. So with all that being said, it's causing an increase in demand while also supply is staying lower. And that's really causing the real estate market to increase in valuation. So when you see a market like this, one thing you have to understand is, it's not gonna go on forever. The real estate is a cycle, there's ups and downs. Just like there's a peak, there's a there's a low in markets as well. So you really gotta look for signs to really determine when's the best time to purchase your real estate. Cause it's not the smartest thing to purchase real estate when the market is at its all time high. The market value of the real estate is just gonna decrease and it decreases your chances in order to sell that property out again in the future. So things that you should be looking for in the future to determine, is it the right time to buy? One, future unemployment. If unemployment continue to rises, less people will be able to afford their homes. If more people can't afford their homes, that will cause a decrease in demand of real estate because no one will be willing to spend money. Secondly, make sure that you're look paying attention to future foreclosures on homes. Due to forbearance on loans, this could cause a a surge in foreclosures in the future. And if there's a surge in foreclosures, that means people are going to be forced out their homes and their their homes are going to be back on the market, which will increase supply while there's also a decrease in demand. That's going to cause the value of real estate to decrease as well. Thirdly, make sure that you're looking for rising interest rates. Once interest rates are start rising combined with those other factors that I told you about, all that will make the demand for real estate less. So those are the factors that you really should be looking at in order to make an informed decision on if you should purchase a real estate right now. So my personal opinion is there's too much uncertainty right now. With everything I just described, you don't, you, you don't want to take the risk of getting into a market uh, that's at its all time high, combined with so much uncertainty about unemployment and how the economy is gonna be in the future. So the smart thing is to wait it out and see how the economy is gonna rebound. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to leave a review and share it with your family and friends because that is how we start building generational wealth by sharing with the people that matters most to us. In addition, I would really appreciate it. It would mean a lot to me if you shared it and left a review on this podcast because that is gonna help me grow at knowing what exactly what you guys like and what you don't like. That's it. I'll see you guys on the next episode.